Hello everyone and you're so very welcome to your Ignite Your Light podcast episode two, Keeping the Flame Alive, A Time for Hope with myself, Anne-Marie Ireland. We hope as always that this can be a space or a sanctuary for you to rest, recover, restore and renew and maybe even be inspired. These podcasts, Your Way to Wellness, which are brought to you by the ESCI, the Education Support Centres of Ireland, are as always a space you can take for yourself, we hope, to unwind, relax and hopefully ignite and bring back some of your light, particularly at this time of year when both school and home can be very busy and even hectic. As always, I want to warmly welcome all who are listening, school leaders, teachers, SNAs, admin staff, caretakers and all staff who work within the school community who have bravely kept our schools open since September and who of course have worked relentlessly to keep the flame of education and connection burning bright since March. You are indeed the light workers within our education system and thus within our local, regional and national community. We regard your role as vital in keeping our country's light ignited, particularly through these more challenging times And we thank you sincerely for the work you are doing in holding these vital spaces for our children and young people every day for their education, their growth, their social connections and for their overall well-being. So while you look after them, let us at Ignite Your Light look after you. We will begin, as we always do, with a short recovery mindful practice in a few moments. So do get comfy and cosy for that. And we're then going to be inviting to the podcast a very special guest, Mr. Robbie O'Connell, principal of Glenarvan National School in County Kerry, to talk to us about how he keeps his light ignited in his life, both inside and outside of school. So as we begin to lean into a moment now where our breath comes into our awareness and we begin to calm our busy mind and maybe soothe our body using that breath, Let us turn to the words of the writer, Joan Clark, who says, Hope is a flicker, a candle flame kept burning by the simple act of breathing. I would add to this by saying that when we are overwhelmed in despair, stressed, panicked or simply exhausted and worn out and we don't know what the next step is, we simply return to our breath. It's calm, patient, present presence is awaiting our attention at all times and will bring us home, igniting a gentle flame within us that we can call hope. And this small flicker may be difficult to keep alight at all times and on all days, particularly the darker and more challenging ones, which is understandable. But it is not us alone that will fan this flame. We will, of course, do this through the acts of self-care that we always talk about, but we'll also do it through connection with others and maybe opening our hearts, if we can at all, to gratitude, kindness and deriving tiny joys from the simplest of life's pleasures. So I invite you now to take a moment to recover your breath in this practice and hopefully ignite that light within. Let's begin, as we always do, listening to the sound of the bowl and closing our eyes down gently. I wonder now if we can just begin by noticing all the sounds you can hear outside the space you are in. 
just noticing. What is the furthest away sound you can hear in this moment? Can you notice the sounds inside the space you are in right now? Just noticing. I wonder if you can notice the weight of your body on the chair you are sitting on right now. Or maybe you're lying down and noticing the weight of your physical body on the couch or bed. Just noticing those points of contact between your body and the chair or your body and the couch or bed right now. Could you notice where your hands are? Not changing their position, just noticing. Noticing the weight of your feet on the floor. Wiggling your toes to bring attention to your feet and bringing that awareness up to your busy day or busy week or busy month or busy year. Just bringing all of the attention and awareness right into the body now. We spend so much time in our mind every day thinking, thinking, thinking. And sometimes we try to calm the mind by forcing it to do something, to be calm. When all we really need to do is return into the body, the senses, into the present moment through our breath. I wonder if you can notice any smells in the room now. Just noticing. bring attention to our breathing now. Let's take a nice gentle breath in through our nose and as we let it out through our mouth, exhaling slowly, softening our shoulders, softening our chest muscles and stomach, softening the muscles in our legs and noticing our feet. Let's try that again. So breathing in gently through the nose again, and as you exhale slowly through your mouth, just dropping the shoulders a little bit, softening the chest and stomach muscles as you breathe out, softening the leg muscles and wiggling your toes to notice your feet. And just trying that again in your own time, a recovery breath, just breathing in gently through your nose. And in your own way, there's no right or wrong way, exhaling, and softening the shoulders, chest, stomach, legs and feet. And just allowing all the adrenaline of the day to drain from the bloodstream by using our breathing. Let's notice again the weight of your body on the chair or bed or couch. Notice the position of your hands again, just noticing not changing. And if thoughts, distractions, judgments, opinions, worries, anxieties, concerns, when these come into the mind, that's okay because that's just the way the mind works. We're not trying to control the mind or dictate to it. We're just allowing, allowing, allowing. And we're going to label those thoughts with the word thinking. 
and very gently with compassion for ourselves, especially at the moment when we're so busy in school and outside school, just bringing attention back now to the sounds all around us, both inside and outside the space we're in. Just noticing. And whenever you feel ready and comfortable, you can gently open your eyes. And so I hope you're feeling maybe a little bit more rested, a little bit more balanced having taken that recovery breath. And remember, you can do those recovery breaths in the morning. Maybe you could sitting in the car before you go into school. You can do them formally at home, lying down or sitting down, taking five minutes for yourself. But do remember that those recovery breaths can be taken whilst you're teaching, whilst you're in the staff room. They can be taken at any time without our eyes closed, just focusing in on the weight of our body, focusing in on our feet, and just bringing attention into the breath and breathing in gently and exhaling slowly. And again, the adrenaline would be draining from the bloodstream when we're doing this and we're balancing that out. So I do hope that that has helped you maybe hopefully to ignite that, that flame within or that light within. So now, dearest colleagues, we've come to the part of the podcast where I'm delighted to be inviting in a very special guest to join us. Um, this man originally hails from Carrigaline in County Cork, where prior to teaching, he trained and worked in the area of social care. And following this, pursued a career in teaching in 2007, where he ended up working for 12 years in the primary school classroom before taking on the role of principal uh, about three years ago in Blennerville National School in Tralee in County Kerry. He's a very special interest in health promotion and is hoping to pursue a master's in this area in the future. So we'd love to welcome Robbie O'Connell to Ignite Your Light today. Robbie, you're very welcome. How are you doing? Hi, Emery. Thanks a million. Um, delighted to be here and humbled to be asked to speak to you all today. So thanks a million again, Emery. Wonderful. We're absolutely delighted to have you here at Ignite Your Light. And Robbie, as you've heard uh, me talking there and you've been listening mm -hmm. to the other webinars and podcasts, yeah. you know that we're always talking to people about how they ignite your light. So in your role as principal and in the many other roles that you have in your life, because whatever the role you have on school staff, that isn't the only role you have in your life, as, as our listeners will know. Yeah. And um, what is it personally that maybe ignites your light or keeps and keeps your light ignited, do you think? I suppose quite simply, Emery, my job um, being a school principal, um, I see it as a privilege to be in a leadership role. Um, there's huge job satisfaction to be had from it. Um, observing children on a daily basis coming into school at the school gate, seeing smile on their faces. Um, I also realise that my influence and actions may affect the trajectories of people's entire lives and careers. Mm -hmm. And always, I suppose, in the background in my mind, and I'm conscious of that every action, for every action, there's a reaction. Mm -hmm. um, being challenged also, Anne-Marie, um, keeps my light ignited. Mm -hmm. I find that one grows when one faces challenges. Um, we don't tend to grow when things are easy. When I first mm -hmm. took up a role as a principal, 
I knew it would be challenging. Um, and all schools, as all schools as leaders uh, are aware of and staff are aware of, you know, but being challenged of late and one must, one must almost take the positives from it um, as opposed to grow and you can grow. And as in, I found, you know, <laughs> I've most certainly been challenged of late uh, since March and since this whole pandemic kicked off. Um, but you have to take the positives from it. And, you know, I look at it as an invaluable, there's an invaluable experience to be gained from the whole pandemic experience, you know. Wonderful. And that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And I would wholeheartedly agree with you um, about needing that growth space um, in order to be able to become more resilient. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think our light gets stronger and brighter as a result. It might not be pleasant, um, you know, throughout. And sometimes I think, gosh, no lessons today. Thank you very much. I don't want yeah. to just want to you know an easier life. Yeah. But most certainly, and I think it's really interesting um, that you're talking about, you know, y- your role mm. and how privileged you feel to be in that role because, and I don't know how you feel about maybe the value of the role that all school staff bring mm. to the education system and how they are light. Would you agree? Oh, with that, yeah. It can't be underestimated the role we have in educating children and I suppose providing just solace for children. Sometimes um, the school day or the school environment can be the most, I suppose, um, happiest part of a child's life. Um, you know, we have a crucial role to play in the well-being and education, obviously, of children. So that is definitely first and foremost in my mind as a leader, and it definitely was as a principal. So it, it kind of, it informs my practice really going forward, you know. Wonderful. That That's really positive mm-hmm. and actually just makes perfect sense. Um, do you think that because I know our listeners, lots of them, you know, getting in touch at times mm-hmm. to say that they're maybe finding it very challenging at the moment and they're maybe struggling on certain days. Are there days where you feel that it isn't as easy maybe to keep that flame alive? Oh, um, I know you have so much passion for your role, yeah. which is, it comes true. Yeah. Um, but just on the days where, you know, maybe it's just, a, as you said, it's been a very challenging time. What do you normally do on those particular days? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's only natural uh, to have tough days, you know. Um, I think, uh, Marie, hope is the greatest antidote of all to despair. Uh, Certainly there are and have been difficult days. Um, I would have a positive outlook and mindset, as you mentioned, but it is is naturally hard to maintain this at all times. Um, I suppose your reaction is important. And to the back of my mind, I also think, you know, that the individual has an impact on the collective. So as a school, as a school leader, you know, you need to be aware of your actions at all times uh, in good, bad and in different times. The job can be extremely overwhelming and, you know, you're not always going to have all the answers. One thing that I have done in the past um, is I've displayed a vulnerability. Um, and in these situations, you know, and, and you don't just being honest, being real with people. I don't have all the answers. I won't have all the answers. I've used this with parents or the school community quite a lot over the last few months. And I found people respect this. Um, you know, we're, I'm human at the end of the day. We're all human at the end of the day. We're all learning on a constant basis. And, you know, it's, it's kind of you're, you're just being honest and being real with people. 
Um, and I think, as I said, it's 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 well respected as a result. You know, um, I engage in mind, mindlessness activities. I know you're a key, keen advocate of mindfulness, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know doubt its merits, obviously. But the way I look at it is, I engage in mindless activities, be it watching a series on Netflix. You know, I self-regulate. I stop and think before acting. Um, I tend to reevaluate priorities. I focus on what I can control. Um, you know, this, you know, that's something that I've 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 learned recently. I suppose it's like you know, it can't be all things to all people or all men or women or anyone. You know, as a school leader, you tend to be the go-to person. Um, I look at the wins. I celebrate them, no matter how small they are. I acknowledge you know, what I have achieved and what the school staff have achieved to date. Um, I think it's important to look at the the merits of, you know, uh, affirming what you've done to date. That can, all, that can also be lost in these times, I think, Anne-Marie, because, you know, we can just mm-hmm. be all trying to look for solutions to problems all the time. But if we stop and think of what we actually have achieved to date, it's quite, it's quite amazing. As you mentioned in your introduction, like in the school staff, of the country are doing so well and have been doing so well. Um, I look at the school climate. Is there anything that can be done to improve it for staff and students? Um, Just recently, last week, we introduced in school here a yay box. Um, We have a suggestion box for students, um, you know, where they, you know, suggest things that, you know, that they might like, like to see implemented in school. Um, And it was so popular and so uh, effective we've decided to introduce um, a yay box. So here, okay. um, children and staff celebrate the small wins. They, you know, um, they just share with the whole school community. Like I might have, I, I can now um, do long multiplication. I got a new pet. Okay. Um, they're small things in their lives, but I suppose they're big things to them and they're small things in, in, in the grand scale of things to us. And once a week, I announce and share to share a selection of the good news um, on the intercom with every whatever with the whole school. And you know, I think it's worked well so far. We're only a week into it, um, but I think you know it's things like that. You know, we can make um, we're in a powerful position as well as teachers and leaders to you know make a difference, and things can be changed. You know. Um, I tend to go to classes on those days that I've, the days are tough. Um, it grounds me, you know. Um, I tend to go to the on the yard to those days. I, uh, you know, the children would teach you a great lesson that you can see how resilient they are. Um, the late late toy show there last week reminded us all of that. Um, it puts everything in perspective. Um, networking as well, Emery, is obviously something I avail of and touching base with colleagues is extremely beneficial. Being a, a school leader can be lonely. Um, that's well documented, but it's good to talk it out. Um, there are great supports out there, the Irish, uh, the IPPN, Irish mm-hmm. Primary Princess Network. Um, I engaged in a Mishnach program when I became a principal re- um, uh, at first through PDST. Mm-hmm. And in that program, I, there was a mentor. You, you were assigned a mentor for your first year. That proved invaluable. Um, it was someone to listen to, um, non-judgmental, offered advice, offered a logical approach, offered their experience more than anything else. 
um, or you know, I found you know, I thought it was invaluable. I think there's a greater need, Anne Marie, for more sustained support yeah. for school leaders. Um, I, Absolutely, yeah. and I know that you mentioned to me when we first spoke mm. um, that you know you mentioned that that invaluable space um, that you had uh, to process those thoughts and emotions, as you just mentioned there. Yeah. Um, and maybe could tell us a little bit more about why that might have been important to you. Yeah, I suppose we, I, in, in, like we're always learning, and I'm always learning, and you have to acknowledge that. And I won't have the answers, as I said earlier, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having uh, a mentor, you know, it was just for one year. Your first year as a principal was invaluable. Um, now there is still, you know, you can ring IPPN and you can ring various different forums um, for advice, etc. But I think there's a greater need for sustained support. Um, I availed of a process called supervision when I was doing mm-hmm. social care work, which basically is um, it provided regular contact. Um, an opportunity to reflect on practice. It gave guidance, etc. Um, you know, I acknowledge coaching is there for principals, but this, I feel that there needs to be a more regular and a more along the lines of a mentor than a career-focused uh, approach. You know, to um, just helping principals Absolutely. and leaders as their overall well-being. You know. Absolutely, because I think you've made so many valuable points there. I was I was kind mm. of jotting them down for myself mm-hmm. even. Um, first of all, obviously, you know, that that's my area of study at the moment yeah. is vulnerability in education and identity and so on. Yeah. And I really agree with you about the vulnerability piece, yeah. because I think everything I've studied and to be honest, everything I've experienced as well, both inside and outside of education, that when we're willing to say, well, actually, I don't have all the answers here yeah. um, or this is really tough. Um, and it, that might be the case that you say it in the classroom mm-hmm. to the children or the, the young people. Um, primary or post-primary um, or you might say to a colleague actually I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. or you might say as you have mentioned you know mm-hmm. as a school leader you might say well actually do you know what guys I actually don't know mm-hmm. I, I you know I, I'd love it I'd love you to to kind of maybe chat to me about that and I think straight away what what maybe you're I don't want to put in words in your yeah. mouth about that yeah. but maybe what you're doing there is creating a connection mm-hmm. and maybe you're saying it's okay that you know you're not you're not feeling that great today or you feel a little bit overwhelmed today. Yeah. So I think that vulnerability piece and I love your idea of the yay box. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I have to comment <laughs> on that because that's gorgeous. Yeah. Because that is beautiful with because it's so positive. Sometimes, you know, since the pandemic has started, sometimes I'm watching the RT news and we're talking about numbers and in number of deaths and, and it is and we, we have to be realistic you know um and we have to we have to be informed uh, but at the same time it's lovely mm. to celebrate the small it wins. is yeah and I think you know a friend of mine uh, myself uh, my friend and myself were talking recently and talking about my god when we get to go for dinner yeah. you know uh, when we get to get dressed up <laughs> yeah. or when we get and the smallest of things yeah. now are these joyful events in our life and I think uh, to be honest you know COVID has brought uh, many many awful things for so many of us um, around the world but it's also brought a gift and I think maybe what you're talking about there with the Mm A-box and actually what I love about it is in a school community that you're sharing those things and it's so simple it's not going to cost anybody it's something so simple it gives everyone a lift gives everyone a boost um, so obviously welcome for staff also to put in, you know, and share their good news, be, whatever it may be, you know, we're so busy. And I suppose 
in this yes. environment, you know, now it's split breaks and split yards and different things. You mm-hmm. don't tend to see your colleagues as often as you used to throughout the school day. So, you know, um, there are graduations happening, there are christenings yes. happening. Obviously, there's different things, life events for staff members mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, it's up to themselves. They're all adults. You know, I'd like them to contribute, but, yes. you know, there's no going to be no element of, you know, making sure that they uh, put something into the A box, but it's there for them, you know. Yeah. Of course, and it might even be just for our listeners. It might be an idea if you are teaching, or mm. you know, if you're an SNA or whatever, that you might have a suggestion for even in a smaller group, yeah. or if you're working with a child one to one, you could have a yay box, you know, the small yeah. things, or you know, even in, on an individual basis, or on a classroom basis, maybe a yay box might be. I really love yeah, that idea lovely, yeah. because I'm always gathering those so Robbie I was wondering if there is and I know you've given so much advice there and I think the reason why I feel it's so valuable is because it's experiential and it's coming from Mm. you in your own life um but if there was one piece of advice that you'd give to school leaders or indeed all school staff right now who are listening as we navigate this pandemic and as we move ourselves into towards Christmas I know many teachers have parent teacher meetings this week and in the next couple of weeks um um, what would that one piece of advice be? Um, I suppose, you know, one Don Miguel Ruiz is, um, Ruiz, sorry, is um, someone mm. that I, I go by his four agreements. It's, it's something that um, a lot of people are probably aware of it. Um, number one is be impeccable with your word. Number two is don't take anything personally. Number three is don't make assumptions. And number four is always do your best. I found, Emery, that this is something I stick to mm-hmm. and I have it up in my, I have it up in the staff room. I have it up in my, um, my notice board in my office. And it's something I always, you know, have in the back of my mind. It's so simple. But, you know, if we go down through them, be impeccable with your word is so important in every walk of life. Um, mm-hmm. People to trust you and vice versa. Don't take anything personally. Mm-hmm. In these times and in any time, you know, in, in work or in any walk of life, it can be hard not to take things personally at times. Um, don't make assumptions. They're always dangerous to, to assume things and always do your best. I don't think you can go far wrong if you always do your best. Um, be kind, work hard, work together, be part of a team. Don't be the team. Um, I was in a webinar recently with Dr. Joe O'Connell. It was extremely informative Mm -hmm. and he talked about and he referred to the current pandemic as uh, he referred to it as as similar to being in the fog. Um, He said, you cannot see the horizon ahead, but when we come out of the fog um, and hopefully that's not too far away, we need to be mindful of, you know, ourselves, especially when we come out of it. Um, and look at what's feasible as against what's scalable. You know, um, there will be a period of adjustment to the new normal uh, when we do, you know, come out the other side of this pandemic. So I thought that was extremely insightful. Um, and that is something that I, I, I just I've struggled to get out of my head since. And it was so logical, um, you know, that the, the whole analogy of just thinking of we're in a fog, uh, we cannot see the horizon ahead. But most importantly, he was referring to that we need to be careful and we need to be, I suppose, anticipate. And that's what all good leaders do is they anticipate um, what's ahead and that we need to mind ourselves when we come out of this um, pandemic, you know. Okay. 
Absolutely. I, I think mm. that's wonderful. First of all, I'm familiar with the four yeah. agreements and I absolutely love them. So um, that, that's gorgeous. And also that analogy is really helpful. Very, isn't it? Yeah. It, you know, and in, sometimes an image, a visualization can really help us to understand something rather than the words. So I love that. And I, I do think that minding ourselves and you know, I, I'm talking about this flame, this little yeah. flicker of a flame that even no matter how small it is, it has to be minded because I do agree with you. And indeed, um, you know, w- with in terms of that webinar, because when we come out of this and we yeah. will come out of it and uh, but we need to be so mindful, as you said, of really the trauma that has been caused. We, we, we probably don't realize in our bodies, you know, our brains are made to let the stress response you know, how we've been carrying and being in survival mode um, for, for those months. But as you said so rightly mm. in the beginning, is that that can also be viewed as a yes. growth space. Um, and that can be, I you know, maybe something positive um, where we actually become more resilient and we learn to live differently. So whilst, again, we keep coming back to that, you know, um, I suppose the duality of the fact that the while the pandemic has caused so much grief and suffering and upset and distress for so many it's also at the same time uh, really creating new ground for humanity mm-hmm. as such so i love that idea of the fog but i think you're right we have to tread so carefully we do ourselves. yeah um, at the end of it but Robbie it was we could talk all day to <laughs> be know. honest and I'm sure people would love to hear yeah. more from you and um, so I'm sure we will chat again but thank you so much for joining us today for our second uh, for episode two of, of Ignite Your Light we're absolutely delighted I'm going to be listening back myself uh, to go through the many many valuable comments that you made and that advice for our school staff we're so grateful. So uh, go gently with yourself and we'll definitely talk to you again. Soon, Thanks, Emery. And thanks, everybody. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Not at all. Thank you so much. So, dearest colleagues, um, before we take leave of one another, after all of that um, talk with Robbie, which has been really wonderful and very powerful, actually, today. <laughs> Um, I wonder if you might allow me to share a thought with you. And Robbie so rightly brought this up um, about the Late Late Toy Show on Friday night. We all watched on as the children who took part in our beloved toy show lit up our screens, our worlds and our hearts, let's be honest. In particular, the kindness and the gentle spirit, the humility and the magic of one child's heart lit up an entire nation. We cried with pure joy as Adam expressed his awe and love for his beloved hero, his friend John, his his hospital porter. And for those who still do not believe in magic or for those who still do not realize that love and are the most powerful forces in the universe, Sorry, but the pure magic and light that shot out from our TV screens and shook an entire country would beg to differ. So you see, even one tiny flicker, as we just mentioned there, can fan the flames of love and kindness that can spread like wildfire all the way to NASA. And that, my friends, is more powerful than any virus. Working in a school, if you can imagine a small A small flame flickering within each person you meet every day, children, young people and colleagues alike, because we're all human and we're all simply searching for something similar, a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose, connection and love. And some days that flame, as we know ourselves, may be ready to burn out, but we all have a choice in each moment. We can fan that flame or extinguish it. One log burning alone will not create the fire. 
We may have to stay at a distance, but as Adam and the other children on the toy show demonstrated so powerfully to us by just being themselves, we too can create a light so bright through simple acts of kindness and a genuine goodwill towards one another. And this can spread like wildfire through our schools, just as it did over the weekend with one child's pure, unconditional love and spirit. So, my friends, be yourself when you, where you can, be kind where you can, as Robbie had said there, and show love. It's that easy. So let's go light that fire. And so, dearest colleagues, this is where we bid one another farewell again. I will be back with our next podcast in two weeks time, our last one before Christmas. And you will find all of the webinars and podcasts in the series at esci.ie or on the social media pages of your local education centre. You can meet with me every day on Teacher Breathing Space Ireland on Facebook and join in our community there or on Insta at AM Ireland Teacher Breathing Space. We sincerely thank Robbie O'Connell from Blennerville National School in Tralee for being with us today and for contributing so much to the Ignite Your Light narrative. We always finish with some poetry, but for today's podcast, I'd love to finish on this. The words of John Doyle, now known as the kindest hospital porter in Ireland, when asked about Adam, or as he is also known, the Zen Prince, he said, Adam has such an infectious smile that even the darkest planet out there would light up and everybody he meets, he brings the best out in them. I am humbled to call him my friend. I truly believe that we all have an impact on one another and we all have an ability to light up another person on a daily basis in our schools. And this in turn lights us up too. So let's not keep waiting for another day to do it. Let's take the lead from an extraordinary six-year-old. Let's ignite our own light through our self-care practice first and then take that flicker no matter how small and fan the flame through a random act of care or kindness towards one another as in the lead up to Christmas. Schools are challenging places to be right now, but something as simple as a smile, an offer of a chat, or even just a cuppa can go a long way in fanning that flame. And so we take leave of one another for now. As always, go gently, go lightly, and let's go brightly now on our way. With the words of our song, Shining Light, remember you may not see it, you may not always believe it, but you are a shining light. As Robbie had said there, you are in a unique position in our school communities to fan the flame. Never, ever underestimate your influence or your value in that role. Until we chat again, remember your own light and life. Don't wait to ignite your light and fan the flame. Do it now. Makorja gunayintu de hulis agus garahi tu garelak fein. May you ignite your light and go gently with yourself. Slán live.